Mike with me, Mike Creed, and Chris Cridle. Normally, it's just me and Mike Creed. You guys are like, and then I do like a whole little funny thing of like, of course it's me and Mike Creed. But now I have my mechanic, my left-hand man, because he's on my left-hand side, Chris Cridle. Chris Cridle, say hi. 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 Chris. Yes, sir. We're in the middle of team camp. We are. We're drinking already. We are. I've been drinking every night. Feeling pretty good about this. Looking forward to the end. Yeah. It's a lot of guys. You have 14 guys. Mm-hmm. Like 16 bikes. Mm-hmm. All by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because your piece of shit director couldn't afford to buy you some help. Pretty much. Have you thought about strangling me? No, I thought about strangling myself, actually. <laughs> Can I watch? I'll probably be hanging from the rafters one of these mornings. Cradle, do you know who's on this podcast? I don't. Pat McCarty. Who's that? I'm going to pretend you didn't say it. <laughs> all right, we're not all plugged into women's cycling like you are. Pat McCarty, done the Giro twice, was teammates with me on the national team, Phonak, Discovery, Tia Kref, best man at my wedding. Wow. Good guy. So you're lucky to knock you the fuck your, out. I was trying to help the listeners that uh, might not know. You know what? That's true. I got a little aggressive there. I'm sorry. Do you know? How about this? Do you know who this podcast is sponsored by? I do. Who? Colorado Cyclist. Ding, 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 ding. Big winner. Chris Cridle. What do I get? I don't know. Oh. Something. Maybe. What do you think people should do to show their thanks for Colorado Cyclist? Maybe buy stuff. Maybe tweet at them and say yeah. thanks. Some some positive social media. Yeah, it and if helps. you want to throw some like a couple saw bucks their way, why not? And tell them this is because Mike Creed is an unbelievable, unbelievably gorgeous. One. True that. <laughs> I like that we're using D's now <laughs> instead of T's. <laughs> I got a lot of complaints that our last intro was in entirely too quiet, and we're, we were using a professional microphone. Now we're using your Apple <laughs> head, your Apple earbud mic. How do you think this one's going to sound? Better, I hope. <laughs> if it's better, I'm going to take that microphone. Yeah, I'm going to go back into Best Buy and just smack the guy across the face with it. He convinced me. That you can, you can identify him. Oh, Make yeah. sure you get the right guy. I remember this guy. Okay. He's a minority. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Probably want to cut that out, too. Uh, it's too late, man. I think this podcast is <clears> supposed <throat> to be live in two hours. Oh. I don't have a lot of options. No, we don't have time to redo this. Okay, Chris. Yes, sir. There is a uh, recurring bit I'm doing in this podcast of embarrassing themes. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. Okay. Keep in mind, I might have to end you abruptly at the five-minute mark. Well, we got not much time. Uh, remember AOL chat rooms? Mm -hmm. When I was uh, 14, I used to go into AOL chat rooms with the name Marty Notstein and pretend I was Marty Notstein in AOL cycling chat rooms. And then people would start messaging me, oh my gosh, are you Marty Notstein? And I'd be like, well... Who wants to know? Yeah, and then I'd make them ask me questions, and I would pretend like I was Marty Nonstein. <laughs> I can't believe I, I can't believe I fucking admitted that. That's not that bad. It's pretty pathetic. Okay, you got one. When I was four, five, six, between four and seven, let's say, my bedroom was on the second story of our house. Bathroom was on the first story. And I was often too lazy to make the walk. So outside my room in the attic, I had a pee bucket. <laughs> so you were just pissed in your attic? In the bucket, in the attic, yeah. How long will you let it sit before you threw it out? Uh, the next, when I wake up the next morning, I'd go empty it. Oh, thanks for sharing, Chris. Uh, of course. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. California, stay away from here. Stay away from here now. Don't, don't, don't come in here. Whatever you hear, stay away. John Doe has the upper hand. Mills! Here he comes. What? I wish I could have lived like you did. Shut up. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you hear me, Detective? I'm trying to tell you how much I admire you and your pretty wife. What? Tracy. 
What'd you fucking say? It's disturbing how easily a member of the press can purchase information from the men in your precinct. I visited your home this morning. After you'd left. I tried to play husband. I tried to taste the life of a simple man. It didn't work out. So, I took a souvenir. Her pretty head. What the fuck is this talking about? Give me your gun. What's going on over there? Put the, put the gun I down. I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my sin. Oh, uh, what's in the box? Not taking, give me the what's gun. What's in the fucking box? Give me the gun. He just told you. You lie! You're a fucking liar! Shut up! That's what he wants. He, wa he wants you to shoot him. No! No! You tell me, you tell me. That's not true. That's not true. Become vengeance, David. Ah, oh, she's all right. You tell me. Become wrath. Tell me she's all right! You made her a suspect, David. No! Just threw it all the way, you know. No! She begged for her life, detective. Shut up! She begged for her life. Shut up. And for the life of the baby inside of her. Ah! him he will win oh god oh god oh
Seriously, why can't we just do a three-way? Why do you want us to do a three-way? I don't know. It's up to you, man. Here's the problem. Do a three-way. How do you one less week? I have one less week. We'll just play it again, man. Yeah, no, you, the first one you're like, Pat McCarty. <laughs> and then the second one you're like, Sean Bill. <laughs> but it's, it's Wait a minute. What if I separate them by like four weeks and people don't know? Like, we, could do, we could do a two hour podcast of just the three of us and be like, Hour one, to be continued. Sit over here, Sean, so it's better for the mic. God, how many more rules do we have? In a million. God, Pat, wasn't this great booze that we bought? <laughs> Yes. I haven't I haven't tried it yet. So I, I Cheers. Know. cheers again. Cheers again, Pat. Hey, cheers. Clinky, clinky. So when was the last time that three of us you were about to start a store? I think it was Canada when we <laughs> had the my, brilliant when I got plan. My, my my sports jacket stolen. Did you? Did you? Remember that with the tweed jacket with the leather patches? I got it stolen. Then? Okay, in Hamilton, yeah. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, you've replaced it because I've seen you in a tweed yeah, jacket. Obviously, it meant yeah, more to you. <laughs> really? Well, I wasn't gonna be able to replace that, so I just. Remember on the drive back, we were planning on going to the junior race the next day and passing out on the start line. Oh, that, was, that was like our great plan. Yeah, because like the bar we went to was maybe a couple blocks from the course. Yeah, so, no, so we were gonna drink all night and then go go to that, and then the bar closed at like twelve thirty, and we're like, what are we gonna do for six hours? We ran Let's out of Canadian go home. dollars. <laughs> ran out of loonies. <laughs> was that really the last time the three of us drank together? It wasn't so. like a race where we all happened upon each other? No. I'm... Maybe individually. This is the worst podcast ever. Whatever. Like official running man. How is it that the three of us have all either retired or looking at retirement the same fucking year? Why is this just a bad year? Did did you know? Are you you're eighty two, eighty one, eighty one? Myself. You guys both eighty one. You're late eighty one. We're pretty much yeah. the same age. When's your Don't birthday? That shit. <laughs> January. Yeah, so we're closer. Did you just turn thirty two? Yeah. I'm about to. When did you turn? When was that? November. Pat is January tenth. Fifteenth. Twenty fourth. Oh, I was closer. I went. Oh. What are you? You're earlier. You're eighth. Eighth. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how I knew that. Gave me. Sean, you still don't know exactly what your fucking plan is, huh? <clears throat> uh, yeah, cause I, I thought I. I guess I'm still fi- figuring it out. What I want. Why didn't you want to um? Re-up with five hour. Oh, they didn't want me back. They didn't want you back? Do you yeah. know why? Yeah. Just didn't get on them at some level? Or? No. I... Was it Betsy? <laughs> What'd you say? It was... What'd you yeah, say? It, was, it was Betsy. She. You can't be texting her that late, dude. <laughs> she's, br- she's brutal. I told you. Frank, Frankie didn't mind, but... <laughs> I told you. Did you? You, you had first-hand experience? What? <clears throat> what? Oh. <laughs> Set in a totalitarian society. Back to running. Ben Richards is a cop who's blamed for a massacre which wasn't his fault. He would be sent to prison and breaks out with some other inmates. He tries to escape, but the woman whom he dragged into his plan turns him over to the authorities. Man, what year? What way year is it? Deep the That's the only reason. The opera man. I don't even know why. He just wanted to year. know what year yeah, it was. Oh. I'm gonna set on eighty nine. Yeah, no, that's more interesting. So, uh, 89? Well, I've never seen it. I'm going to guess 85. <laughs> oh, you're way off. 87, in between. Ooh, tie. So I, was, I guess I was, that means I was five <clears throat> when I was in the theater watching it. By yourself, probably, because you're so fucking... <laughs> you're so punk rock. <laughs> that's fucking that's Pat good. barely reaches his throws what it was back in $40. Over the seat in <laughs> front of him. Give me a ticket, cunt. I don't care what you think. I took my piggy bank. <laughs> no, so before Pat interrupted, you were telling me about Five Hour. Oh, I, I, I thought it was his podcast right now. No, no, no. Uh... <laughs> Whatever. 
Hey, he can edit it. That's that's what's great about it. He's gonna make we'll it. We'll get amazing. two hours going. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk to you, man. Did you are you are you making like a retirement announcement or are you? What where are you at with it? Because I know you wanted to race mountain bikes still a little bit, or yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a pretty good idea, like a rough plan. Tell me. I keep lining up. Every time um, move, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm looking to do some uh, marathon mountain bike races next year. Really? Yeah, if I can put together, I'm trying to put together some sponsors. Um, well, before you go into that, did you know going into this year was going to be your last? No. No. Neither did I. No, it was like a kind of a forced retirement, although looking back, I think uh, it works. You're okay with it? Yeah, I'm It's okay the same with, it. with me, I think. Um, yeah, I was getting to where, like, I wasn't really as focused on training and being a bike racer as I probably should have been, although I was uh, was better at the bike, at the races themselves at, you know, actually being a bike racer. It was weird. Mm. So, sort of my polarized when I was like younger I was super good at like training and being a skinny bike racer and not drinking beer but the older I got it just kind of flipped you know I was way better at like actually racing but I didn't, what do you mean? Like, didn't give like, a shit like, about training like being a better teammate or what do you mean everything just knowing about bike racing just like in the race like I was, were your results like, is, were your results is good or no yeah but you can read it and help out more. Yeah, I was just more focused. I knew I knew what it meant to be just like a competitor. I mean, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it basically just ended me up in a bunch of early breaks, but right. <laughs> that's about it. What I like about the early break is everybody thinks it's like this um, heroic, act, heroic act of, like, a sacrifice, but it's kind of nice being in the early break, because you get, like, bottles whenever you want, you pull through as much as you want, and then when you get caught by the pack, you're just like, I'm just gonna go to the back, yeah. you know, spend all day up in that break. Yeah, I don't have to, yeah. I don't have to worry about results. Yeah, and I definitely, I think, uh, like like I said, I just wised up. Once I got in the early break, I knew that uh, you, know, you can kind of do whatever you wanted to up there, and yeah. you'd still have a minute and a half, so... I got to where I was telling people to slow down. Mm. It was actually pretty nice up there. You know, you'd go easy. Yeah. People slow down. You get angry at them. They're like, "Why are you trying so hard?" I haven't ridden my bike in like a week. <laughs> pretty out of shape. So if you want to keep me around, you know, you slow down. dude, you don't want to drop me because then Bissell, you know, Bissell's gonna chase. They're gonna throw like it's interesting though. In the front, and it's gonna get ugly. Like Jim uh, Stemper on my team is is just coming into the ability to be in a break <clears throat> and he's just starting to learn all those little sure. things like yeah like i remember you in tour missouri way back when you, you told me that you told the break of nine like let's slow down and see what happens behind us oh yeah, yeah. i remember being in the field and we were nutting it trying to keep like a two minute break to you and then all of a sudden we sat up and it was because you guys sat up and you were calling the bluff of I think it was HTC, like, they don't want to catch the break, yeah. but we don't want to give them too much time, so why don't we just go slow in the break? <clears throat> it was, it was like this gamble of, well, 98% we're going to get caught anyway. Right. So instead of riding full gas with 80k to go, mm -hmm. why don't we just sit up and have the gap tumble to 40 seconds? And see what happens. And see if they call piss break. Yeah. And then it happened because it was great because then we just sat up. We rode at like 250, 280 watts. Mm -hmm. And, and, the so gap, and all, all of a sudden the gap went to 40 seconds and we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It, and then the time gap came oh, back yeah. later and it was two and a half minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. we all pulled over to piss yeah. in the field. You know, we were happy to slow down as well. I remember Louder and I talking though. And we were thinking, okay, like they're going to expect us to start riding hard maybe with like... 40k to go mm -hmm. so we have to start riding crazy hard with 45k to go so we get like maybe a free minute right get like a free minute and then yeah. just but it didn't just really work out because I think like I think once you just kind of shut down the group like I think your legs just kind of go dead you know because yeah. you were going so hard for so long so it was like me Loud or Brad White whoever and 
we I mean we were drinking and eating as many gels as we could and then we're like alright let's do this let's go we just I think we were all just kind of fucked you guys made it longer than anyone in the field was expecting yeah it was I mean, maybe like 8k to go or something yeah. but like it was still like ugh, like know. in the last 20k we're like oh it's still at a minute oh it's only been a you know, it's no, 55 it seconds. It doesn't feel good, but that's that's the best decision. I mean, that's yeah, why, like it's smart. Yeah, I and mean, the more you do that stuff, you realize like, okay, it's this big shit fight to get in the break, but then it's like, what's the point of the breakaway? It's so that like whatever team is running on the front can have an easy time of it, so you just give them an easy time. Right. <clears throat> why not? Yeah. <clears throat> you just kind of. Yeah, unless you just have like the strongest guys in the race in the break, and you could crack the field. Yeah, but that when does that happen? Yeah, that's a. You're G- not gonna make the break then because it's like a hard <laughs> to get into. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, the truth hurts. Well, so how? Why marathon mountain bike racing? Like, I've never even heard you talk about it until this year. Yeah, well, I've always wanted to uh, to do it. Like, I started out mountain bike racing long time ago um well, when you were like 16 17 uh, well 14 15, 14 okay 16 yeah <laughs> i've always wanted to do leadville but it doesn't really work out with the road schedule unless you know do you ever, have you ever applied for it uh earlier this year i'm, on, I'm in the lottery yeah i did the lottery before too <laughs> it's fun what well, the fun thing about the lottery is is that they send you an email and they say sorry you didn't make the lottery <laughs> but it's courteous there's a second lottery <laughs> and if you want to pay like twice the price to Come go on. no 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 no, I'm not fucking joking there's a the kind of a racket yeah so what's like the initial lottery like it wasn't like ten dollars like seventeen dollars yeah the second lottery is like a hundred dollars <laughs> I'm not joking. The, the last chance qualifier. The last chance lottery with fewer spots huh. is more. Exp- yeah, they, you should go for it though. I think it's good. I'm <laughs> feeling. I'm feeling a little bit of luck coming your way. It's a heady endorsement. Yeah. So I think. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that Austin Rattler 100K. Yeah. I actually know those mountain, but I grew up racing on those that mountain bike course. So I think I'm going to do that. Does the qualifiers, if you qualify, that helps, right? If, you do a if it's qualifier. a qualifier, aren't you in? Well, I mean, qualifier and a lottery. I thought if you won a quality, then you're just in. Well, I mean, if you win it, sure. Okay. I don't know that. So go win it. Yeah, win it, man. Yeah, but if you win it, I don't know I don't know that that's a guarantee, though. I think... I think... I think it is. Okay. Mm. So I know. then you got to win that. So, that's, so then that's my... So, yeah... So I got a few marathon events coming up. Um, you know, I don't really have like a mountain bike or anything yet. But... <laughs> 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 I'm working on. No, I mean it seems like you're really focused. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on my sponsorship. I don't know if there's any listeners out there that are in deep with any factory. Teams. My, my listeners are scumbags, dude. They're not gonna help you out. <laughs> I might get an inner tube out of the deal here. But. I think Sean and I are up in for like 20 a piece. $20? 20 inner tubes? I'm not going to buy you 20 inner tubes. Oh, you guys are in $20. $20. Towards oh. Whatever. Well, so I'm like lottery plus $3 at this point. So I think you take that back to Tammy and just show her like... Look what I did today. Like, yeah, she was like, why are you driving down to fucking do a podcast with Creed? It's going to be stupid. But I'm like, I came back with Creed. That's a good impression of Tammy. <laughs> She's a bitch like that. <laughs> oh, my God. She probably won't listen to this. She There's no way. There's no way she would listen. I'm going to tell her to listen. <laughs> you remember, uh, was it at Nationals? I forget. Or no, it was Philly. We were riding around and he told me that Tammy was on the course. Oh, Tammy, somewhere around yeah, here. Yeah, it was right at the beginning. It was like <laughs> stupid, like, like, like warm-up laps yeah. and like parade laps. Tammy, yeah, somewhere this around here? With her friends. With her friends. Uh, that was a few years ago. Yeah. I don't know when it was. Tammy's right. She's somewhere around here. Yep. So then we just kind of hid. And I pull up. We see Tammy. And I'm like, 
Check out that chick's tits. Doppler effect, like Tammy cackling. Yeah, she, she was. <laughs> like anybody else's chick would be like, "Why would you do that?" But then Tammy was just like, "Oh, yay!" yay. <laughs> the go best green. part of my phrase. Now I'm gonna go. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I'm bored. She thinks it's great until like we get the whole pack in on it. And there's 140 guys just pointing at her. <laughs> so you're gonna. How are you gonna? Balance that out between mountain biking and directing the Optum Women's Team. Well, uh, technically I'm directing part-time, so I'm part -time. splitting it with Kevin Field. Um, he should be doing most of the races, and I think if we work it out with uh, the schedule, then... How did that, how'd that even come about, man? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking how aggressive was that? What? what? <laughs> directing the Women's Team. Or part-time uh, directing, whatever you just said. Well, I, I uh, contacted Jonas. Like, um, you know, I always thought about directing a team. and I don't know, directing, but also, like, kind of doing something a little different, a uh, little bit disconnected from what I've been doing for uh, my entire life, adult life. But, um, you know, but, but something, obviously, that, that I knew a lot about, and, and it just, you know, it just kind of made sense. Anyway, so I, I heard... Uh, through uh, my director this year, Omer Kim, that Jonas was looking for somebody, so I just gave him gave him a call. I think the timing was good because they because they knew they were looking for somebody and yeah didn't really have anybody on paper and like did it happen pretty quick? Uh, yeah, kind of. I th I think you know like I think they were pretty excited about it, but just the fact that I didn't have any direct experience with running an entire team, I think sure. they were worried if I took it over, it just kind of end up in their lap again. So I think that's where Kevin. Kevin Field came in, and I think it was sort of a mutual. Um, you know him from Spider Tech days? Yeah, yeah. I'm good, really good friends with, with Kevin Field. I've known each other for a few years. He was a director there at Spider Tech. And, uh, good guy, really good guy. I, I uh, have a lot of respect for Kevin. Really good guy. But um, So he's known Jonas for a while, and I think it was just sort of like, like I said, kind of a mutual thing. Like I think Kevin wanted to have me on board. He couldn't commit to a whole season of directing um and jonas kind of wanted to get me involved uh some way although he didn't want me to <laughs> didn't want to leave the whole thing up to me uh which is which is fair um so like i said i think it was yeah worked out worked out well so far I and mean, we'll see how it goes next year so i just i guess i'm thinking about me which is totally egotistical but that's who i am would, would it freak you out at all to be in charge of like a women's team because no. I, I don't know. I, um, I, I'm not well, the most compassionate guy. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Like, I think, uh, but I think, how do I say this? Um, I think there's a dynamic to that. I, I think it's, when it comes down to it, it's just bike racing. I, I think you should treat... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't see like like clearly the, there's a difference on paper between men's and women's racing, but I don't think that there needs to be tactically. Uh, no, I wasn't worried about a women's team. Like I don't think that. No, I wasn't worried about tactically. I just think that you know. I guess like when, like when I'm directing men, I could be. I mean, obviously the goal is not to be mean, but if if I lose my shit. I'd be much less worried about if I lost my shit with men than if I lost my shit with women. Yeah. I mean, well, whatever. Like, you know me. I'm a pretty, like, uh, charming, affable person. <laughs> really upset too many people. I mean... No, uh, you, are, you are adorable. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. I mean, it comes down to the end of the day. It's like, if this is this is our job. Like, we're, we're yeah. competing. It's, it's just... It's a sports team. We're competing, you know. If, uh, if people get a little hot and you kind of say some things every now and then, I think that's kind of part of the yeah part of the job description. I'm not really scared of that. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't doesn't bother me. I'm not. Uh, don't really think about it. Yeah, I'm not not really concerned about it. I, I realize, like obviously, like there, there's probably going to be some uh, differences in the dynamic, but I don't. <laughs> right, right. I don't, you know, see how you know the ends won't meet. No, I, I don't think so either. Sure, sure. I just, I guess like the first thing I always 
do is put myself in that situation mm-hmm. and just immediately like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, how long were you professional for then? Do you- um, it's ten years, I guess. Ten. Yeah. It's a good run, man. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> Did the Giro <laughs> twice? Yep. What team were you on when you did the first one? Uh, Phonak. Was that a... Yep. I mean... <laughs> no, I'm talking about Giro, like... Uh, what was... I mean, because Sean and I have never done a three-week race. Walk... Speak to us. Like, what was that like? I mean, I know how I feel after, uh, like, 10 days of Tour of Lankawi or 12 days of Lankawi, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was, um... You know, I was kind of young, and I needed the money, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's like, it's like what we want to do, like, when you grow up. You want to do a three-week yeah, tour. You, you think you want to do a three-week tour, and then you get, like, four days into it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're completely destroyed, and you can't even sleep. And, yeah, it's, it, it, it was it was brutal. I don't know that it was really on one of those kind of, like, quote, unquote, bad years, but, but pretty sure that it was. Sure. Um, so I was in the Gruppetto every day, so I was doing, like, pretty much, like, a paid tour around Italy. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> you know, Did I you hold to, on to cars? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. I, I never held on to cars, but, okay. but I, you know, I went back and got bottles, um, for whoever, you know, sure. kind of like this and that. Um, I don't know how to say that. I, th- I think if I were to, like, was confronted with the same situation now, I wouldn't have finished the race just because I, I don't know. I think when you're young, you're just kind of naive and you're think- green and you're just, like, so excited about stuff. Yeah. So I just kind of went, I just kind of did it, but I think I definitely would be like, fuck that bullshit now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even. <laughs> like, day four, I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. I mean, I'm going home. <laughs> it is weird, like, when you get physically stronger your body's getting stronger but we, you've been doing it so long that you've actually like beat your head in and where you like give up quicker now you know like you're physically stronger <clears throat> now than when you did those grand yeah, tours you're not taking any bullshit either though right mm. so <sighs> yeah but like to be good at anything you have to take in bullshit like just to like have this like deflecting shield of i don't take bullshit it also means you don't do shit yeah. <laughs> You're lazy. Yeah, it's like, you, yeah, you don't take bullshit because you don't do anything, you <laughs> lazy bastard. <laughs> but as long as we hide behind this noble shield of, I don't take any shit from nobody. <laughs> My cows just need nothing. <laughs> no bullshit. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like, uh, I was definitely on a team. I was the only English speaker. Um, although there was plenty of English spoken at the race. Right. Um, Did you have guys in that Giro, like other English speakers that you would like catch up with and kind of? Yeah, I remember Aaron Olson was in that race. Jason McCartney, um, you know, a few, maybe like one or two others, sort of on different teams and stuff. You guys would just compare notes at the start of races or anything? Yeah, I mean, a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Complain a little bit. Yeah. Um, You guys were all. You were pretty close to J-Mac, though, weren't you? You got yeah, on with yeah, J-Mac. Yeah. Olsen, not so much. He's kind of his own thing. Yeah, I think he definitely knew that he was on a bike tour around Italy before I did. I was definitely like, hey, I'm doing the Giro. And he was, like, kind of complaining that he was just getting a supported tour around Italy. It is called the Giro. I mean, like, the Giro is <laughs> tour. The tour of Italy. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, exactly. They fucking yeah. said it in the title. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm talking about is like instead of pinning the numbers on your jersey, you pin them on your helmet. <laughs> the tour, like we should add our numbers, like sticker numbers on our on our helmets. When you got to that, like we are in. when you're at a race of that high level and you get that tired, do you do you forward look? How far ahead do you look? Do you look like okay, well, tomorrow's stage I have to make to X point so I can make time cut, or do you just like how far ahead in the calendar do you look? It's it's weird, man. Like if you think about it, like three weeks. Like, yeah. If you, if you try to think back, like on three weeks out of the year of just your year, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, I had I had the flu for three. I don't know. The sure. Flu for three weeks, or like, 
you know, I was doing this for, or the weather was bad for three weeks, but man, three weeks is a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it in, in, in bike racing terms, like, sure. that was a hard race. <laughs> There's three weeks of this. Like, so, so it fluctuates. Like, like at first you're like, oh man, I'm going to make this tour. And then, and then some days you're like, holy fuck, this could be over. Like, I, I was just assumed, I was like, oh, I just got to finish. I can finish. Anybody can finish. Like, yeah. depending on the number I used to bike race, you just, just do a little more of it. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was one day, uh, we kind of like, I forget where we stayed. I think it was slightly at altitude in Italy, Switzerland. Um, we had a stage up to like San Bernardo and... <clears throat> all this other bullshit just like 20,000 feet of climbing and 300k it was just sure, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and from the gun it was just like in a thousand pieces because guys were attacking it was just like one of those days like two weeks in uh, but the night before like uh, sort of Andy Reese came around because you know he owned the same guy that owns the BMC now he owns the bikes came around and he got us all this super nice wine and so I got pretty drunk on wine the night before because <laughs> you guys know I just kind of started drinking and <laughs> anyway, so I didn't sleep worth a shit. It was like oh. slightly altitude. I was drunk. Did you? Did you and guys remember, have anyone who was doing well in the race? Yeah, we had the guy that was second overall. <laughs> and Reese is giving him like nice wine. Like, oh, hey, congrats, you're second overall. Here, I drank drink the this. wine. I don't remember. He was just <laughs> he was just giving it as a I gift. I think bottles were uh, open. I think it was just sort of like uh, drink at your own risk. Right. I, sure. Yeah, I I probably yeah. So I had okay. a lot of wine. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I remember the next morning in the village, I just had, like, I think it was, like, there was, I think there was two days in that Giro that were probably the worst days of my career, if not my life. Oh. And that was one of them. I just remember being, I just remember, actually, my parents were at that race. They they came over to watch a Giro, and I remember... Is this the day they wrote about novella news? I feel like I remember reading this in Vellano somewhere. I don't know. I just You're... remember I was sitting in the village, and I don't know what it was. I was terrible. I just felt... I mean, just like depression, sure. you know, sleepy. I want to take a nap. But I'm, Do you remember what stage this was? It like was it was a stage. I don't remember. It was a stage to. You don't remember. It was two what? gigantic climbs. It basically went from here to there, then down. It was in, into San, Ber- San Bernardo, some pass. But you don't remember what number it was. Like I'll eight. say twelve. Okay. Fifty-eight. Okay. Stage twelve or thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I, yeah, it was one of those. Round on the bend. It was still it was still a lot to go. That <laughs> <laughs> was all part of what was like you know yeah. being like my expression you know and I remember just like uh, just like kind of talking to my parents you know and I remember just like just my tone and then their tone just because of my tone was bad that was making me worse. Oh. <laughs> it was awful and I never like that was a day so anyway so it was like I said it was one of those days it was just it was stupid it was so stupid it was like two hundred forty kilometers. Mm. And, like, there was, like, probably, you know, five feet of snow on the side of the fucking road before we went into the tunnel. We finished this this climb through a tunnel. And I remember coming out of the tunnel at the end, and I just barely made, like, a 20-man groove. J-Mac was there. And we just barely, barely fucking made it. And we're just swapping off, like, on this climb. Just, like, it's just, it's brutal. Come out of the tunnel, like, oh, thank God, the climb's done. The sign they have on the side of the road, 200k to go. <laughs> no fucking joke. The Juno does that. They fuck with they you like that. They make it They're 200k to go. Something. They would have that. Every time they could have a 200k to go, they would have a fucking 200k to go. They fuck with you like that. It was so bad. So I'm just Did like. Did it regroup? Yes. Wow. With a hundred kid to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then we went up the next big like six hour climb or whatever and then it yeah, it was just like alright. But at that point like two hundred K Yeah, no. That was that was the first Thanks for day. telling me. <laughs> that was the first day where I realized it was it was yeah, no, I, like I said, all along, you know, you struggle or this or that, but you find people you struggle with. Right. For you, some reason that day the struggle was unique. I felt like I was the most sorry motherfucker <laughs> in the race. Have you ever had that? Yeah. You're just like oh, yeah, I'm yeah. the worst person yeah. here right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, you just feel like crying. Yeah. 
You're like, I gotta do this, and then and then you know my prize at the end of that was 200k to go. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I've never seen a 200k go so <laughs> that's remarkable I fucking not shitting you the Jiro would do that 200k to go I'm, would I do like, that yeah no I, I believe you <laughs> but there's a small part of me that wants you to like have hallucinated that <laughs> I'm telling you it, it would it could be confirmed 200k to go at well, the top of the first climb that we race balls out over imagine just think about that like we're two weeks into a bike race and you have this insane stage. They say go. It start. It started at the bottom of this fucking climb, like a thirty k climb or something stupid. And it's just crazy. Bam, 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 bam. Peloton a thousand pieces. You think you're gonna die? And then when it all settles down, you're like, all right, all right, six six hours. Yeah, still yeah. not got one hundred twenty miles to go. Right. We're at the finish. <laughs> and we still got a week and a half left after that. <laughs> That's when you so just start dumb. racing with iPods and. Uh, did a what was the second Giro you did? Um, two thousand eight. We um, <clears throat> it was on a, I guess slipstream. sort of Garmin slipstream sort of first year big time. Yeah. Um, you guys won the team time trial that year. We won the team time trial. Yeah. Is that was, pretty sweet? I was there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Was that a? Was it completely different than your first time on phone? Um. Yes and no. I think. It was weird. Like, actually, like, I just assumed that going to that one would be different rider-wise. Like, there's still a little bit of that left. Give me that. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing it. I'm getting a drink yeah. fresh up. Excuse me. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to throw it. Hey, the fireside was a good choice, right? That's yeah, no, you right. It's mm-hmm. very good. If Fireside Bourbon wants to sponsor American Life, not like No. <laughs> I think that's what we do now. Like, so we just pretend that, like we have sponsors. We just pretend that the people we want to sponsor us are sponsoring us, and hopefully we guilt them into. Yeah. No, but that doesn't work because then they're like, oh shit, we're on top of Like somebody's going to hear that from Fire, whatever, what the hell is it called? Fireside. This Fireside. pod, this podcast, and Pat sponsored McCarty's by, mountain bike career. They, we wish we were sponsored by Fireside, but we're not. Don't say that, because then they're like, "Oh, sweet, we got it covered. We don't have to worry about it." But then they're not. They, if they want, they want more of this. Yeah. If Fireside, the, the kind, nice people of Fireside, we're talking like maybe a, two or three free bottles. Which is a, not a lot. Come on. <laughs> which is a Colorado bourbon. We're sporting local. That's why we bought it. We wouldn't have bought some bullshit Woodford Reserve, Kentucky, or some. Animal who wanted to buy Glen Levitt. There we go, Glen Levitt. <laughs> some Glen, some <laughs> fucking. Excuse me for having class. Jeez. <laughs> you know, Glenn even Levitt. when I'm in a fucking airport duty free section, I'm not going to be buying Glen Levitt. That's funny you say that because I was in an airport <laughs> duty free and I bought 18, 18 years. It was delicious. Glen Levitt. Glen Levitt, 18. Alright, shut up, Sean. Pat, sorry, Pat's you're, telling us about 2008. I eat McDonald's yeah. when I'm at an airport, so that's pretty much that. <laughs> Pat's telling us about 2008 and Oh, that was also an amazing year. I think I had a. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, they all fade together there a little bit. But yeah. we. Um, but I had to feel at least different from the start. Like, you. Yeah. Did, did you go into it with the any kind of different mentality? Like, just from the start? Like. Like, more ambition, less ambition? Um, you know, I don't think I had that kind of perspective be- back then between those two different years. I-, I think at some point I was like, oh, this will be a little bit better year. I'm on an American team now. Um, things are probably a little more chill race-wise. Sure. Um, but it was it was still crazy. Like, it was a hard fucking race. And, and so, okay, so the first stage was a team time trial. So, like... Like, all of our eggs in the basket. Day one, we're just, like, Super Bowl. Yeah. And you can imagine, then, like, the fallout. You it's know, like a what Three now? weeks, you're just, like, unraveling from that. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I, I didn't finish that one. We had a crash and whatever. But, so, and then the day two, you know, like, we're riding. Um, so this is crazy, the Giro. So, like, so the day one's team time trial, big deal. Day two was, I think, 250, 255 kilometers. It was just dumb. It was stupid. Uh, we rode on the front, and it was probably, I think it was almost 4,000 meters of climbing. 
In Sicily, I don't know if anybody's ever Meter's been to Sicily. Meter's about a Meter's foot. Meter's about a foot. Meter's about 1.1 feet. <laughs> no, there's a lot. So Sicily, it's just like this, like, it's just a big mountain. It's a big rock. People, I don't know, like, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of fucking climbing there. Anyways, so it, we, we, we did this crazy stage, and we finished on, like, the 1998 or 99 Worlds course or something. So they sure. <laughs> So we did this insane, like, you know, 10,000 feet or more of climbing, and then we got to the finishing circuits on the world's course, which was just up the side of a mountain and down and then back up. I think Rico, Ricardo Rico won the stage, so clearly things were, were different. Right. Um, but it was it was ridiculous. Like, that was actually, although I, I have to say, like, actually being able to ride the front of it and... Um, Is that more sorry. like you're being older and stronger or things being more chill? Well, I think it was... I think those things were a little bit different. I think the top end was uh, clearly like the, if you look at the like the top five on a stage like that and stage two that those guys kept going for three weeks. But that's the thing. It's not like I, I don't know my perception of that. It's like well, okay, that's fine. Like those guys are going good. Sure, they came to the Giro in pretty good shape. But for me, like I just remember, um, I think it was like stage seven, maybe stage seven or eight. I was on the start line with uh, Binion Fernandez. He's I think mm-hmm. he's maybe still a director. Uh, with Garmin, he was on Kofidis. Kofidis at the point, and I remember because we kind of like chatted a little bit before, kind of, and I knew he spoke really good English and he's a super nice guy. Um, so we're in a start like, start line, <laughs> looking at each other. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember who said it first, but basically just like, man, I'm fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fucked. How are you feeling? He's like, I'm really fucked <laughs> we're like what is the point and I remember that year was was maybe kind of still kind of ridiculous with the stages but it wasn't just the stages it was the transfers so like we, we spent maybe three stages on on Sicily and we would do like like I said this 235 or 250k stage but there was an hour drive to the start and afterwards there was three hours to the hotel you know, so I mean, you're on a bus and it's fine, and like you're a pro, and you know that everybody else in the race is doing it. But I remember at the end of like one of the retarded Sicily stages, we had to all get on. Um, no, we had to all ride. We all rode to this port. I remember Andre Greipel. There was a bad crash. There was a few bad crashes, and they I think they cut his wedding, his engagement or wedding ring off of his hand or something like that. Wow. It was like kind of like ground in. It was pretty yeah, yeah. bad. But they they were doing that in like a. Um, just basically like a fisherman shower. We all showered in this port. I've never heard that term before in my life. Fresh fish. It wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, it wasn't like the nicest of facilities. We didn't have soap. Sure. <laughs> and then we got on these boats. Soap and we were on boats for the next man. three or four hours, you know, after the, the six hour stage. And then we got to our bus, which drove us another hour. I think I ate dinner that night, you know, like stage three or four, ate yeah. dinner, maybe like 10, 30 or 11. Yeah. And then we had our wake up, was it like seven, I think? Nice. 6, 30 or seven. And then pretty bar. much within like 20 minutes of wake up was bus time. Sure. Right. To the bus. And it was just, it was just kept going like that. It was, it was just nonstop. It was one, it was a joke. Like we, the Peloton on when we were all on the, uh, even the Italian guys, when we were all on the, uh, um, the ferry or whatever the fuck that boat was, um, they were all talking like we were going to protest, but then the next day we didn't. Mm. And nobody protested, and it was just race as normal. Mm. And it was the guys awful. said they were going to protest <laughs> for attacking. I remember uh, uh, Rick Verbruggen, he, yeah. he attacked because we were all talking about protesting the transfers. <clears throat> and then we got to the start, and I think it was actually the exact same stage, and he was on Cofidus with Binion, the exact same stage that Benny and I were just like, you know, uncle, um, that he attacked and we all yelled, but it come to find out he radioed, this is back when we had radios, he radioed back and it kind of got around that the reason he attacked was because we're all pussies, excuse me, pussies, that we didn't protest, that we just were complacent, oh, we just started, lined up and just did the fucking race, right. like we're all just a bunch of sheep and we didn't complain. Huh. But that's why he attacked. He's like, huh. fuck you guys. Right. You're all talking. If you're just going to be a bunch of... You this know, is like, your punishment sissies. for not protesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's a weird logic. <laughs> I guess we can... 
Belogic. That's total belogic. You can finish that guy though, huh? No, I, I yeah, I crashed. Um, and then it wasn't going so good. Yeah. Just probably better. I mean, it just would have been more. Uh, was that like you feel like that was a point in your career where it kind of I started like on my downward yeah <laughs> well you just I don't know like maybe that's the point where you kind of I think everybody has that point where they they stop hoping for better or no I think no? it was uh no I was still pretty enthusiastic about doing well I just wasn't doing well hmm. um I just know you though. Like I know that you're like a really proud guy, and you're really, uh, you really, uh, you don't, you're, you're not a wimp, you know. Like, but so, so I know that the combination of those two, like I, I could see you getting a case of the fuck it's really because you, do, you're not the kind of guy who would drop out of the Giro and then take it lightly and just kind of shrug his shoulders and be like, ah, well, you know, I'll get, I'll go better next time. Yeah. You're the kind of guy that would really think about what just happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think, I think I broke a rib in one of the, in the crash. Um, it was pretty bad. Like I, I, I was just legitimately, legitimately getting dropped. I couldn't even really ride my bike anymore. Um, so I think that, you know, I, it wasn't like I was just like getting dropped and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so you weren't that hard on yourself when you no, 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 I don't think so. I don't know. I... Was that your last year on Garmin, though? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, you don't. That? We could pull this part out, but I just remember there was like a little bit of a falling out with some of the guys on Garmin. Yeah, I didn't. I mean. Uh, no, that, that's fine. Actually, if anything, I, I'd rather you take out where I said fags than, than this, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to take this part out now, too. <laughs> well, I'll get that part out. But I, I think, no, I, I don't think I'm that sensitive about, about that. I mean, um, in all honesty, like, I, I wasn't perfect. Like, I'm sure I made mistakes, and I, and I did things wrong, and, and looking back, like, like, yeah, if if staying on Garmin was my goal, like I should have done things differently, but but I don't <laughs> I don't know if I would have done things differently. Like yeah. What would have you done differently? Um I I think my I just had a bad attitude. I think I was a little bit entitled. Uh I thought that I just should be there regardless of what I was doing. I was just talented enough yeah. because of whatever that that okay, I'm I'm not doing awesome right now but bear with me but obviously because but everybody talented, should see right? my talent yeah yeah but because i should be but but i i wasn't uh i wasn't plugged in like i thought i was i wasn't even close to like uh that group you know that was this guy and i was definitely definitely fringe especially the giro and i, and I didn't realize that but you know i mean i i was definitely you know the flip side of that i was given a chance but i i didn't i don't know um, it is weird because I, I mean i remember that point coming to me too where you realize that just because you're talented doesn't mean everybody's going to bear with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think in, in even his own sort of any idiosyncratic way, I think JD was trying to communicate that to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't come across very well or I didn't get it. But I, I think, like what I was kind of touching on, what I was talking about earlier about um, just sort of getting worse about being a professional, but better about being uh, a competitor... Um, I think I started to pick up on that. Like at, at some point, you know, like, you, you, I mean, looking back, like if, if I could do things differently with my career, I, I would just see the opportunities for what they were. Like I said, I, th I think I was at these, at these amazing races and at these amazing events and on these really big teams. And I, I just assumed like, well, I'm supposed to be here because I'm good. And, and I got, this is part of the plan. Amateur, and, and yeah, this is part of the process. Like, you know one foot in front of the other, but, but I, I think, you know, looking back now, um, I wish I would have taken more, wish I would have, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I would have seen the opportunity as, as, as individual as opposed to like part of this big, big scheme of things that was supposed to happen or, um, like it was possible. I, like, like I said, the, the individual races, I, I would have tried. 
to sum it up, I would have tried harder just for the sake of making the most of if the you very, were to realize very, that there's very a very short career that I had. <laughs> yeah, I think if you if you realize that there's an expiration date on this experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Like I, I would always try with when I was at Alberta and I was directing the team in Alberta. I, I had to tell the guys, and I was, I was trying to figure out how to say it, and the only way I could say it was like, you know, towards the end of my career, I started seeing these big races as tests instead of opportunities. You know, like, you just wanted to pass the test, and you, you would make that pass whatever it was, you know, like making the front group of 20, mm-hmm. getting top 20 in a time trial, whatever, whatever that test was, so you didn't get rain shit on from the director. Right, right, right. But there was that point in your career where you, you see races as tests more than opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, a young guy sees, uh, I mean, I, I remember being like 17, 18 years old and racing Fitchburg, and I would just, I mean, like that kind of mentality of like, that I had at those races of like, well, this is my opportunity to uh, really fuck older guys up and take their money and get myself sorted. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, you know, through disappointment and shit happening to you, you you kind of stop thinking that way, and you think like, "Well, I just don't want to be found out." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're at the start line, and you're thinking like, "Well, how long can I survive and not get rain shit on?" Instead of like, "What can I do to upset the apple cart?" Yeah, exactly. What do I need to do today to keep my job? That definitely right. So that definitely was, was, was a pretty big part of it for a while. I don't know. I, I feel like it was kind of the opposite. I feel like when I was younger, I was more opportunistic, when it, whereas when I was older, it was more like, well, okay, what, you know, like status quo. Like, I'm a professional. I should stay a professional on a pro tour team or whatever the hell it is. And then, sure. you know, okay, it's easy for me to just go home and train really hard and then come to the race and whatever. Oh, I wasn't, I didn't feel good. So, you know, I didn't try that hard. Like it was easy for me to do that, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, as I got older, it was, it was, you know, less of the training hard, more of the like no bullshit at the races. And, and, and like I said, looking back, I wish I just had more of that uh, mentality at the races. Like just, yeah, making the most of it. What was it like on uh, Ouch with like Floyd and Rory and stuff? Like that was the year that Floyd that was, was. That was pretty wacky. It seemed wacky. I was on <laughs> I was on rock racing and it seemed wacky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, that's hot and kettle right there. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true though. It was probably wackier than than rock racing even a little bit, except for the race where you guys had Chippo. Oh, yeah. I heard he had sex with podium girls after the race in the in the team bus. Is that well, true? not the podium, like the race podium girls, but like the models that Michael Ball brought around. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, a good story was well, they were getting paid to to do that. Right, they were models. <laughs> <laughs> they were models, Pat. Whatever they did in their free time was on them. <laughs> no, a good Chippo story was that uh, he. With that year that he did tour California with us, is uh, I got really sick. That was the year that half the pack got really, really sick. Do you remember that? Like half the pack dropped out that year, and uh, I, I got sick. First three or four days, completely useless, literally dead last overall. And then I started coming good the last couple of days, and the last day, Chippo like. Wanted me to help him with the field sprint, and I told him like, "No, man, I I gotta go. Like, I gotta get up the road, cause like, you're just you don't give a fuck about me, dude. Like, why? Yeah. So then I get up the road and I make the race winning breakaway, but I get like fourth or whatever in the final stage. Chippo wins the field sprint, so he's like furious. He's furious at me. And I don't care. I'm just like whatever. You know, like you don't even remember my name, probably. <laughs> And, uh, so he's really furious. We drive into LA and Michael Ball had rented Jennifer Lopez's restaurant. Yeah. And I, I, I whatever. Like, so he, he, he rents his, her restaurant and say, like, okay, uh, we're leaving in like a half an hour. And she playing goes, Oh no, no, no. Like I need to get a massage, you know, like after the final stage, I need to get a massage. And, so let's leave in, let's leave in 90 minutes. 
balls like fuck you you didn't even want a stage man (laughs) (laughs) who the fuck do you think you are (laughs) Cipollini goes like oh easy let's just leave in 90 minutes let's no need to fight and Cipollini walks away Michael Ball's like, we're leaving in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so then I show up downstairs, you know, like half an hour later, we all get on the bus and we drive to Jennifer Lopez's restaurant. Chipolini comes downstairs. I don't know, assumedly 60 minutes later, nobody's there. The bus isn't there. And he shows up to the restaurant like a little bit later that night. And he's just so pissed. And he's like furious. Oh, what are you guys, you know? You leave without me? And Ball wouldn't even look at him. Ball. He wouldn't even look at him. They wouldn't even look at him. And then we'd leave. And he, he looked at me and he was like, he's fucking fired. I mean, talk about that guy. <laughs> There's something like, because, you know, Michael Ball, like, overpaid so much. You know, like, I mean, like, twice as much as where I can make anywhere else. But there's something, like, when you're getting overpaid... Like, you're so willing to overlook people's, like, flaws when they're <laughs> doubling your paycheck. You're just, they're like, fuck, Chipolini. You're like, god damn right. Like, what has that guy <laughs> ever done? <laughs> what the hell does he know about that? I mean, we're just trying to relax at Jennifer Lopez's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm trying to get to J-Lo's restaurant. I mean, you're right, Michael Ball. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely could have pumped the brakes for <laughs> for sixty minutes. An hour? We can't waste an hour when it's J Lo. I remember being really disappointed at the restaurant though. It wasn't very good food. Overcooked. I I don't remember. I remember thinking like this probably isn't worth as much as he's paying for it. Mm. Yeah, get out of here, buddy. Mm. Maybe eventually. <clears throat> time for time, yeah. There was a point in this podcast where I was talking and both of you were texting at the same time. No, I wasn't texting. You're an asshole. <laughs> I wasn't texting. You can look at, at my texting. You were looking at your phone. I was looking at my phone. I was like, God, please, I hope someone just texted me. <laughs> I, think, I think overall I'm not really happy with this podcast. Can we throw this one out and maybe do another one? <laughs> well, seeing how that we're going to both be on the road and our it. <laughs> I, 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 we we can do lots of mini podcasts. You guys just like look down on me for doing a podcast. You guys think, what's no. Creed doing? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I think like, it's great. I did until I listened to him. <laughs> Goddamn. I know. That's honesty right there. No, I I I liked him. It it took me like three months to actually listen to him. And then that is the funny thing though is like that most my friends like. I have, like, I got in some shit with Ted King and Jeremy Powers about this, because okay. on, on one podcast I said my f- my good friends don't want to do the podcast, and then this was after I'd already podcasted with Ted King and Powers, <laughs> so they both contacted me like, eat a dick. Right. But it is, like, there, <laughs> there is a truth in that. There, there, there is this truth that the guys that I grew up with, how about that? Okay. Who know me for all my quirks and weirdness are extremely hesitant. <laughs> I'm not doing it. They're like, I saw Pate today, and I was like, dude, when are we doing the podcast? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm busy for a couple of years. <laughs> it's like schedules chalked up. Well, that's because he knows how much dirt you have on him. That's true. And he is afraid. Good but but the dirt you have the dirt you have. But again, it's other. not live. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't you don't think that in the podcast. Yeah. I think it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, look at this little fucking thing. Who knows what's on that? Yeah. You, this isn't yours. This is like. He <laughs> could go home and do bad. anything with this. He I gave you guys all of the worst. I gave you guys Vodder's T-shirts, and you're gonna talk to me like this. <laughs> This is an amazing show. That looks dead sexy on you, by the way, Pat. This is pretty good. Thank you. Of course, the booze on it. One for you. <laughs> Alright, maybe we should wrap this one up, Pat. Let you get going. I'm gonna ask them a little fireside to go somewhere. Uh, and, then you, and then you'll drive home. We'll just finish that. You know what? You don't have to bring that up. Alright, that's for legal reasons. Pat's been drinking water. Hey, by the time people hear this, it's either either went good or it went bad, so. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>
Test, test, talking to Cradle, talking to Cradle, talking to Cradle.